Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 150, and we're discussing anime that we dropped. There might be spoilers. Actually, there's probably going to be some spoilers for our, the anime that we watched, right? I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try to tread lightly. But... I mean, to be fair, I dropped all of these pretty early on in the show, so like, you're probably going to get spoilers for the first few episodes. So are they really big spoilers? No, but either way, you've been warned. This is a milestone. 150 episodes. 150 or more. <laughs> Wait, the, the po- what was that? The Poke Rap. Yeah, we have <laughs> as like, many episodes as there are Pokemon. Or the original. The original, Pokemon, yes. From, first from gen. The, the Kanto region. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mew, Mew is 151, okay, right? Okay, yeah, there was Mew, but. But we know. do have an episode zero. So we have as many mm, yeah, as there are first-gen Pokemon. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I cannot believe we've made it to 150 episodes. And we have a fun topic to de- to discuss today, to to go through today. We want to do something. Yeah, the anime that we didn't watch. Yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> to a spicy celeb- topic to for celeb- 150. Yeah, <laughs> to celebrate yeah, this anime podcast. But before we dive into that, what's what's been new with us? Let's do a quick, like, I don't know, like life update. I know we recently had um, a fun little getaway with some of our friends. We rented um, a house and didn't leave that house at all because it was mm-hmm. fucking hot outside. But we we just got a group of us together, um, and everyone in that group either has a baby or is expecting a baby. So it was like it was like Full House, the, the TV show. Yeah, a, a different dynamic. It was similar to uh fourth of july how that was a, a different kind of party this year because we were with that same group of friends and you know with all of us or a majority of us having kids or babies now uh it's it's more so making sure that they're taken care of rather than you know partying and drinking but with this weekend trip it was nice because again there were people on hand to help out with taking care of the kids or the babies uh, and once we put them down to sleep, uh, it it was kind of like <laughs> it was kind of like college all over again. Just having a, a house party and playing drinking games and just hanging out, having fun with friends. Uh, so yeah, it it really was like a a night and day experience uh, during that trip. Yeah, it was surreal. I was joking around that not that long ago, maybe like. A year or so ago, we were having these same house parties, um, drinking and and you know just playing all sorts of games. But now we're doing the same thing, and our our babies are asleep upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. how how much it's weird to see how much changes yeah. in just a year. And they have no idea what the fuck's going on. I know. <laughs> we have the their their white noise machines blaring, and then the parents were all downstairs with the baby monitors to to make sure that they weren't waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah, don't worry. They were certainly being monitored and they were safe and and comfortable and everything. But yeah, it was was us doing our best to balance life um, and everything that gets thrown at us. So yeah, it was fun. It was was a, a really good time. And then we also saw Oppenheimer recently. Yes, that was part of my chill birthday weekend uh we had dinner at a, a sushi place uh, i forget the name of it sushi san yes in river north and 
in uh, Chicago for anyone who's not familiar. It's like a, a nice area of Chicago that has really good restaurants and Sushi Sana is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so that was a, a great precursor to watching Oppenheimer uh, because it's one of the few movies that I really wanted to watch this year and it just happened to coincide with the week of my birthday. Uh, we didn't do the the Barbenheimer thing where you watch Oppenheimer and then go to Barbie or vice versa, especially because Oppenheimer was a, a three-hour movie. But I enjoyed it. It's a film by Christopher Nolan that is basically a biopic about uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, who's considered the father of the atomic bomb, and kind of just goes into his psyche about being the project leader for the team that put together this bomb. And then obviously the repercussions that came with it um, in shaping the future of the world and uh, quantum physics, or especially like the advent of nuclear weapons. And I got to say, it was a very different film than what I would have expected from Christopher Nolan I mean, it, it still has his signature touch, especially when it comes to practical effects and how they recreated the, uh, the, the like, what was it called? Like the Trinity test, where they initially tested the atomic bomb. I believe so, yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that aspect of the film where it, it just felt very down to earth, like very grounded in realism. Um, but it was less, I would say action oriented than his other films which makes sense because there's it's just mostly about scientists and physicists coming together to work on this project but i think it still deals with um pretty lofty themes that christopher nolan kind of explores in other movies too and again with this one it's just focusing on oppenheimer and what's going through his head we did make the joke, though, during the credits that at the end of the credits, it would say Oppenheimer will return in the Avengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the, the movie a lot. I am um, i wouldn't say like a big fan of Christopher Nolan, but I do enjoy pretty much all the movies of his that I've, I've seen. Dunkirk was one of his movies, right? Yes. I really enjoyed that. I got confused as fuck with the timelines, but once I caught on, I was like, oh, okay, see what he's doing here. I had no idea that's what he was going to do. So once I realized what was happening... Really great film. Um, and then I, I kind of got that same sense with the way the subjective and objective storylines are told. Mm -hmm. Not to spoil anything about Oppenheimer, but Christopher Nolan uses um, like colorized scenes and then black and white scenes to represent different points of view. Yes. And so it took me a little bit to kind of realize what was going on. But once I did, I was like, okay, this makes sense. It's an interesting way to tell the story. And yeah, overall, I thought it was really, really good. And man, the, the cast in this was just, it was star-studded. There were so many fucking cameos. I was <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Dude, for anyone who grew up watching Drake and Josh, the fucking guy, the Josh guy was in it. Josh Josh Peck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> we won't spoil what his role was, but um, yeah, this just felt like sort of like the Avengers for nuclear physicists. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised at how many cameos there are in this, this movie, but... I feel like everyone and their mom wants to work on a Christopher Nolan film, and so they would throw everything down just to, to star in it, and I think that's basically what happened here. 
but yeah, I would highly recommend for any of you who are interested in this kind of film. It, it is mentally taxing and exhausting, though. I will say that because by the end of it, it's it's just a whirlwind of information that you're processing and things that you're thinking about. Um, but Yeah, by the end of it, I was ready to eat some sushi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely worth the watch. And I think it's funny because with the internet and just everyone fervently talking about this Barbenheimer phenomenon, I'm pretty sure there, there was a meme going around that this happened back in 2008 with another Christopher Nolan film where it was like one film that came out at the same time as another film and they're kind of diametric opposites in their themes and, and their their visual style. Uh, in 2008, it was Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight which is, if you didn't already know, it was one of my favorite Batman movies of all time. Oh, really? You don't say. <laughs> it was The Dark Knight pitted against Mamma Mia. <laughs> what the fuck? I've never seen Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah, so I think people are saying like, it's always a Christopher Nolan film pitted against a film that has a, a blonde protagonist. I love the Barbenheimer stuff, though. Not like, I think the memes are fantastic. Um, but I really what I love about it is just the friendly competition. It's two mm -hmm. totally different worlds when it comes to cinema, but everyone just excited about this really weird mashup of Barbenheimer. I mean, we're obviously on the Oppenheimer side of Barbenheimer, but I wouldn't be against watching Barbie. I, I'm guessing at some point I probably will. I'll just need to somehow survive all of the pink because pink is my least favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> and we did see a lot of other patrons of the, the theater dressed up in pink and I'm sure they weren't going to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> or maybe um, they were afterwards. <laughs> yeah, which makes me think like if there were people who like quote unquote like dressed up to watch Oppenheimer, like to put on the same kind of hat that he wears and the, the sort of 1940s suit. We didn't do that, obviously, but um, that would have been interesting to see. But yeah, this phenomenon, I think it, this is what cinema, this is why cinema is created it's for these great theatrical and cinematic experiences of all shapes and sizes and types and varieties so now let's jump into today's topic anime that we dropped in celebration of our 150th episode kind of a bummer of a topic though. no it's a spicy topic <laughs> <laughs> it's a spicy topic because we're talking about anime that we dropped that other people out there I'm sure love. So we have to explain ourselves. We have to explain ourselves sure as to why <laughs> as to why we dropped them. So a little a little bit of background on this. We thought it'd be fun to to share our dropped anime list. It's not gonna be the entire list because I have forty three as of this recording and you have how many? Ten. <laughs> okay. Well clearly I have way more. <laughs> Maybe I I just have less less patience for anime than you do. No. I think with my list, a lot of it is stuff that I watched as a kid. Um I, when I was creating my mail, I went through and I was like, Well, I wanna me being the completionist that I am, I wanted to capture every single anime that I could think of that I watched throughout my entire life. So there's a decent amount of stuff on my list that I watched sporadically as a kid. And never finished because back then you would just catch whatever you could on TV as it aired. So things like Zoids, Princess Tutu, Kirby right back at you, 
the fuck? Bo, 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 Beyblade, right? Like I never sat down and like intentionally tried to finish those. So technically I placed them in the dropped anime category because that just makes the most sense. I, I didn't put them on hold because I don't really have any intention of finishing these particular shows. And there's many more besides these. So what I ended up doing was going through my list and just picking the ones that are more relevant or maybe more spicy. More egregious. More this egregious. Is egregious. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're not going to go through 43 anime on my side of things. And I think that... So one, one thing I noticed with my dropped anime list um, that I should probably mention is that I don't have ratings for any of them. Do you? Do you rate anime that you drop? No, I don't think it would be right since i didn't complete the entire series which reminds me of our one friend he he dropped a series and then gave it a 10, 10 out of 10 <laughs> like made, okay <laughs> what, what was his explanation though it was so good after that one episode he didn't need to watch anymore to know it was a 10 out of 10 like what the makes fuck no fucking sense but yeah I, I just didn't think it would be justifiable for me to give these shows a proper rating if i didn't watch them in it entirety that's how i feel too um i i don't rate stuff until i've seen it through to completion at least for that that season or that core or whatever it is i don't think there's anything wrong with rating an anime when you drop it because when you drop it you are saying that there's something not good enough about it for you to finish it and it can help people who are trying to finish it to get a good sense of like how good will this anime actually be so if you are the type who rates anime when you drop them, that's totally fine. We just aren't that type, so we won't be sharing any ratings because we don't have them. Um, but I would assume that most of these ratings are going to be pre pretty low if we ended up dropping them in the first place. Just for the reason I, I dropped mine, it's just that they were pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we'll or... go through each of them mm -hmm. and explain like what exactly made us drop them at the point that we did drop them um, in the show. And... I guess, try to plead our case. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying right now that a lot of it is just because I didn't find the show enthralling. I would say there was one <laughs> one series that was just so outrageous, and I don't, I don't get offended pretty... I don't get offended so easily, but, like, <laughs> it was just one series on this list that it, I was just like, I... This... It's just terribly offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear what it is. Uh, we don't know each other's list, by the way. I mean, we have access to them, but we intentionally didn't take a look at them so that we can be surprised. I just feel like, like people listening. Like we're gonna, we're a lot of, maybe not a lot, but we might share one series on our list that we both dropped. Okay, I'm trying to think what that would be. Well, we'll see when we get there. Um, another thing we wanted to do with this episode that's a little bit different for us um, is, I guess, force each other to give one of the anime that we dropped another try. Okay, well, we're not going to force it. We're going to suggest to each other one anime off of each other's list that that, that person should give another try to. But then we're going to leave the final decision of which one we should actually give another try to to our listener base on our Discord. We're going to mm -hmm. ask our listeners on our Discord to vote after this episode goes live on which anime each of us should try again. So as we're going through these lists, we'll repeat all of the anime at the end of the episode so that you guys know what we're choosing from. Um, and then we'll keep you guys posted in future episodes how things progress um, based on which anime the listeners on our Discord voted for. 
But I'll say right now, we're not committing to re-watching the entire thing or re-watching the whole season or watching the whole season. We're just going to commit to giving it another try. Whatever anime gets voted, we're going to give it another try. But if we still hate it, I think it's still fair if we drop it again. <laughs> I was just going to go all the way. Okay, well, well, okay, there's some on mine that are pretty pretty extended shows, so that's a pretty big commitment. (laughs) Well, that you could give them a quote-unquote fair rating. Okay, we'll we'll try our damnedest to watch the whole thing, but if we really can't get through it, we'll drop it and then explain why in a future episode. So how many shows do you have, um, at least that you've pulled for this discussion? I picked half of my list, so five, because uh, I feel like a lot of them, they have like similar reasonings for why I dropped them. But again, I, I kind of just picked the most egregious series. How many do you have? I have seven out of the 43. Okay. I think there's like some specifics here that I, it was a much longer list. I scaled it back because I knew that you didn't have nearly as many as I did. Um, but these are the ones I think that have like very specific reasons and are pretty, maybe not all popular shows, but have a an interesting following behind them. So I think that'll make more sense as we go through them. Um, do you want me to go first since my list is slightly longer? Sure. Okay, so the first one I have here is a Kebby's Sailor uniform, which oh, surprisingly fuck. you finished. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know how you mustered through that, but you finished it. I only got two episodes in out of 12, and then I dropped that bitch. Oh, not like a Kebby the bitch, but just like the bitch, <laughs> the show itself. I was, I couldn't get into it. I, I tried so hard. The animation was gorgeous. It was unique, um, but it was just too fluffy for me, if that can even be possible. It was like, looking through rose-colored lenses for everything, and I'm like, life is not this good. Like, I'm fine with watching a fluffy show, an uplifting show that makes you see the positives in life or, you know, finds happiness in the small things. But a Kebby Sailor uniform went so much further beyond that that the believability factor plummeted to zero, and I just couldn't handle it. I mean, you're you're honestly right about all of that because uh, <laughs> I, I did finish the show and I'm kind of surprised because I know on this podcast, I've always said like I'm not into the, the sort of slice of life genre, even though Akebi is within that genre. I think I just held out because I was thinking, oh, maybe at some point something traumatic is going to happen to her. And I don't mean that in like a bad way, but more so in a way that causes her to have some sort of personal growth but that wasn't really the case at all it was kind of what you said a lot of just fluffiness and life is just rainbows and butterflies and there's no real conflict in anything and maybe people certain people like that kind of show like they want to just get away from the realities of everyday life and see a character who can just enjoy life for what it is but yeah i think in in your case and mine, it, that's not a show that we would get, uh, gravi- gravitate towards. Yeah, and I, I've seen really fluffy stuff before, but I don't know something about a Kebby just like didn't hold my attention. And there were some really weird scenes too, like the toenail clipping scene where that's she like sniffs. Yeah, she like there's a chick who's like clipping her toenails and then sniffs the nail clipper. And I'm like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> and then there's like an ass slap part that happens. 
And I'm yeah. like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> so, yeah, I, did, I was confused by a lot of things. And overall, I just I couldn't commit to it. And so I dropped it after two episodes. And again, I'm surprised you finished it. But having finished it, do you think that I would like it if I gave it another chance? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's Cloverworks and they do a great job with the shows that are given to them. Uh, but again, if knowing that you're not into again that, there's that sort of fluffiness with characters or with stories, I, I don't think this would merit another rewatch for you. So the first series I have on my list of dropped anime, I think we talked about this in our previous episode, uh, the Summer Impressions. I think we talked about this briefly, or maybe it was on our Patreon. I, I, I don't remember, but we did talk about it recently. Uh, that's the show, Combatants Will Be Dispatched. Uh, this one was created by Natsume Akatsuki, who's the same author who wrote Konosuba. And I haven't watched Konosuba yet, but I've heard great things, especially from Courtney. I love it. But watching this one, I think this might have been the first show that, like, since watching or since since starting uh, Strictly Anime, the first show that I actually dropped. Uh, it was just that the humor in this one didn't hit right. And maybe it's just because the plot didn't make sense at first. I, I I don't think this is necessarily an an isekai, but the characters do end up going to a different world and some stuff happens and it just didn't make sense to me. Did any of it make sense to you in the beginning? Because no. we both watched this together. Yeah, we watched it together and I dropped it as well after three episodes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I felt like the the show had some promise, but really to me, it, it felt like the creator was trying to recreate the Konosuba magic, the Konosuba mm. humor versus uh, have a, a, a comedy anime that had its own type of humor. And I know that's hard, right? Because when you are a, a creator having multiple works, there's going to be some crossover there. There's going to be a familiar vibe, but I don't know. I just, I felt like what I was getting from combatants will be dispatched felt like a doesn't sound mean a try hard version of what konosuba was mm -hmm. versus like its own humor that felt similar to konosuba does that make sense yeah i guess the way that i look at it is if if konosuba for the normies out there if konosuba were the office then combatants will be dispatched would be like the the Dwight spinoff that never aired. I thought you were going to say it would be the Parks and Rec. No, no. Because I was going to say you're going to piss a lot of people <laughs> No, no. Cause, yeah, I haven't watched Parks and Rec, but... I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, it's just like trying to, like you said, capture the magic of, of one series, especially because you have this author who has a lot of star power in, in his name, but it just, again, it doesn't hit right in trying to take that same sort of comedy and, and, and storytelling and try to apply it to something else with a new, fresh palette on it. But that just means you have to start watching Konosuba. Then That's you can watch true. the good stuff. I think all signs are pointing to me needing to watch Konosuba. Uh, by the way, I don't know if we... Oh, we did mention... Um, I watched three episodes of this. And how many of Akebi did you watch? 
I watched, what was it? Two out of 12. Okay. I'll have to remember to include how many episodes I watched of these shows. Next up, I have Keep Your Hands Off Azilkin. I watched three out of 12 episodes, and then I put this one to rest. Now, it's not to say that Azilkin was a bad show. I just purely think it's not my kind of show because I, I didn't really see anything wrong with Azilkin. I just purely couldn't get into it. So the, a lot of the stuff on on my list, there is something that I was like, this is bad or this isn't like good enough for me to commit to. Azilkin was just one where I was like, I am not vibing with it. I'm not connecting with it. I see the merit in it. I see why people love it so much, why it's so highly rated, why it was so talked about when it was airing. But after three episodes, I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I it couldn't hold my interest. So I figure why force myself to watch it and then and possibly end up with just a sour taste in my mouth because I forced myself versus just, you know, put it to rest after three episodes and move on with my life. Do you think part of it was because of its animation style? Because I know Science Saru worked on Isaacin, and it's it's very eccentric. I'm looking at images right now. Uh, maybe I, maybe eccentric is not the right word, but it's it's very unique or out there. Kind of reminds me of like Fooly Cooly. Yeah, so I actually don't mind the art style at all. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I didn't mind it. I think it was a good fit for the show. I think for me, it was too fantastical because if mm. I remember correctly, Azelkin is about um, you know this group of, of girls who want to create an animation um, or like you know just make their own piece of art. And when they're coming up with these ideas, you as the viewer then get transported essentially into what they're envisioning because if they're saying like, oh, we're going to write a story or whatever about this person flying an airplane, they don't just talk about it in the show and what the premise will be. They then become the pilot themselves as they're kind of like, it's like almost like- Like meta. Yeah, it's like imagination basically. Like you're mm -hmm. in their imagination and you're experiencing what they envision it to be, which is really cool. It's a, it's a great concept. That's why I picked up the show in the first place. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just like not creative enough. And we've talked about say, this. Yeah. Like I'm not a creative person. Like you're creative. I'm analytical. We're mm -hmm. opposite track with us. Like we're always opposite on everything. So I'm the analytical one. And so maybe I'm just not creative enough or imaginative enough to appreciate what's going on in Azoken. It's kind of like manga. I'm not a manga reader. I think because I can't get my brain to be imaginative enough, or creative enough to imagine how these scenes would really play out in movement um, and when they're colorized and everything. So I just, I can't get into manga, but I'll love the anime version of something. Like if you watch the anime version of Oppenheimer, <laughs> you probably <laughs> enjoy that more than Azoken. So yeah, I think Azoken, I, I, if someone's into that kind of stuff, um, I recommend watching it even with only three episodes under my belt. Um, and again, I don't think there's anything wrong with Azoken. I just think it's not my type of anime. Well, the next anime on my drop list, I dropped for kind of similar reasons as you with Azoken. Uh, that's Sunny Boy, which I believe you finished. The elitist anime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You, you finished it, right? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, and I only uh, watched three out of 12 episodes. So, yeah, I think Sunny Boy was just too 
high art or too high cultured too for elitist it's okay you okay, can say it too elitist for, for, for my taste <laughs> and maybe it's just because i i was just too monkey brained to watch the show <laughs> uh, i mean i know that there's a mystery to what is happening to these students at this school and that's like the basis of this but i think with each episode things just got to be way too abstract and I think also the animation style is what kind of put me off as well because it, it was almost like, I mean, it's, it's not like fully coolie where it's like balls to the wall, but has that s same sort of feeling to it. I it's guess like, like a minimalist art style co yeah. compared to a lot of anime. Okay. So I guess it's like the minimalist version of fully coolie to me, if that makes any sense. It makes sense in my head and my monkey brained head, but maybe it doesn't to a lot of other people, but um, I was also just briefly reading the Wikipedia article about Sunny Boy and saying that it utilizes non-traditional storytelling, occasionally skipping over major events and instead focusing on various characters' reactions to those events. And maybe that was another thing to it is, again, it, it's not, it doesn't necessarily focus on an overall story per se, but kind of vignettes and snippets of these other characters which like i know that happens in a lot of shows even in shows outside of anime but i think the way that this series approached it just didn't sit well for me it's so funny that i just talked about how azoken was too creative for me to finish and yet i finished sunny boy which was so creative i couldn't even tell you what the fuck it was about i mean <laughs> i i have some idea i'm obviously exaggerating like i have some idea of what's going on but there were some pretty deep themes or whatever where mm. I'm like just scratching the surface of them um, but also like not mentally committed to trying to figure out what this abstract story is trying to tell me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that, that makes sense. Again, I think I just too, just too monkey brained for this show. I mean, I like, I like subtext. I like digging into things and, and figuring out like why things are happening a certain way or why characters are are the way that they are but this show was just too <laughs> it was just too elitist for me I'll just say it again <laughs> hey i mean that's the whole point of our podcast is for us to pick apart a show review it and try to find the deeper meanings try to find those hidden themes and we can't we can and often do do that but yeah with sunny boy i think that's just like taking that to the extreme and uh, my brain fried a little bit. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sunny Boy is like for those students in college who are like majoring in an art degree. And like this is what this is one of the shows that they could present like their college thesis on. And I, understand what the hell's going right. on. Right. <laughs> I couldn't do any of that. But I'll, I'll leave it to those those people who enjoy this kind of uh, this kind of art and animation. If someone were to explain to you what the themes are, would you give it another chance? Mm, part of me wants to say yes, because I think this is probably one of the better rated shows in the anime community on my dropped list. But I feel like if I were to watch it again, it would just confuse me all over again. <laughs> Well, if our listeners vote for that one, <laughs> you might have to force yourself to sit through it. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they vote for one show on this list, but we'll, we'll see. Well, the next one I have is 
um, pretty, well, maybe not pretty recent, um, but it's it's somewhat recent. And it's one that I picked up because manga readers were hyping it up. And not to put blame or anything on manga readers, I think they're, there's definitely validity to the hype that they had. But I think the anime adaptation was just not there. And that's Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Uh, I only watched two episodes out of 24 and I dropped it so fucking fast. Damn. And I think it's because of the production value, basically the production quality behind Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. And when I when I was looking into what was going on with the show as it was starting to air and I was picking up these first two episodes, I found a lot of manga readers were very disappointed with the anime adaptation because it just wasn't it just wasn't good. Like it, 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 it's like they didn't have the resources or didn't try enough to have a solid or at least decent anime adaptation. Um, there oh, were no. a lot of pacing issues. There were a lot of animation issues, like a lot. One of the big red flags right off the bat was when I saw a bunch of images in the OP that were literally taken from the show's episodes themselves. So they didn't really have the resources or whatever to create new visuals for the op they just kind of like spliced a bunch of stuff together um, i was like okay something seems weird here and in watching it, it it was just really rough to watch in general the color schemes were were odd um and yeah i i think it's not just animation but i do think the pacing of things was really confusing as well things would just speed up all of a sudden and kind of leave me in the dust and then things would slow and kind of drag out and i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to feel right now <laughs> i can't tell what the what the pacing is supposed to be like because it changes pretty rapidly and that was just in the first two episodes i was getting that that sense um throughout both both episodes that I watched. So yeah, upon doing my research and getting some feedback from the manga readers, I think generally a lot of people were very disappointed with this. And uh, if I were a manga reader, I would just go read the manga. But I guess someone will just have to tell me why Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is so good. I remember we were talking about this. I'm surprised that this came out. Yeah, this came out last year, 2022. But I just looked up the studio behind Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer and its studio, Nas. Um, Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> because they did My Sister, My Writer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that show. <laughs> so I think with this show, I know you mentioned like the pacing's kind of all over the place with the story. But would you say it's more the way that the show was adapted for anime that caused you to drop it more? Yeah. I think if the adaptation were solid, I think that I would have finished all 24 episodes, but it was just it was just a little too rough around the edges for me to enjoy, and I think it has a pretty poo-poo score on Mal. I'm actually curious. I'm going to look it up really fast. So the score ended up being a 5.64 on Mal. So yeah, that's that's that one's rough. Um but I think it's a fair ref- uh, a fair reflection of what the anime adaptation had to offer. So manga readers, I, I feel for you. That, that's got to be a rough one to be so excited about this show um, or this story being adapted into an anime and then being presented with what we got for Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. 
next show on my list is something that we both watched, but I'm pretty sure you dropped it too. And it was one that I had high hopes for, but those hopes were quickly dashed. And that is The Detective is Already Dead. Oh, yeah. That fucking show. <laughs> yeah, the title spoils the show. So after that point, like, who fucking cares? <laughs> uh, but... For this series, like, how can you have such a strong start for a show and just fall off immediately in the second episode? Yeah, I remember. So I watched three out of the 12 episodes. Um, so I tried. I give it the three episode try. Yeah, I gave it three as well. And you're right. The first episode, which I think was an extended first episode, mm-hmm. was really fucking good. I mean, that plane scene, the the action that was happening on that airplane was so good like mm-hmm. the the i think it was like what a fight scene with like guns and stuff like it was and some s- mystical creature yeah it was so beautifully animated and then got like grabbed my attention immediately because of the enemy that they were fighting and i was like what the fuck is going on what is this it was great and everyone was super excited about it and then yeah you're right like the the next episode came out episode two and it did like i wouldn't say a 180 but it felt like a an entirely different show I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this even the same show? I think we had to pause yeah. it and make sure that the title was <laughs> The Detective is Already Dead, not some other anime we accidentally played. Yeah, and of course, the title of the show kind of plays into what happens after that initial like that initial explosion of an episode. Uh, it's like all the exciting stuff was just that that was it in the first episode. And then this, this, the next however many episodes is just trying to, I guess I'm going to lay this out on a chart without getting into too many Your mental chart. So I think the way that this show wants you to piece together how the main character, the, the main male character gets from point A to point B, it's that it puts you at point B, but it goes to point C when you'd rather see everything that happened before point B. You're right. Yeah. So it's, um, again, these are light spoilers that I think are just the basics of the premise because we only got three episodes in. It's the, the detective is already dead because after the events of episode one, it jumps, there's like a, a time skip. And when you're in episode two, you basically progress to the, through the story, but it splices in like almost like memories of what happened between episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. So that way you start to piece together what happened to this detective and how the protagonist got to where he is now. And I love that. I think that's super interesting, but they just didn't execute on it well. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. the issue. It's like, what is this show? It it feels completely different versus cohesive um and you know captivating yeah i'm curious to see what the mail score was because okay it's 6.37 i have it open yeah here. okay because i was afraid that the community would have had a better score for this than i hypothetically would have but it seems like again i don't know if other people weren't into this show for the same reasons, but it seems that I am par for the course at least. This is one where I was keeping up with some of the discourse online as we were watching the first three episodes, and a lot of people felt similar to us that the the show just <laughs> wasn't the same between episodes one and two, and they put all of their eggs in one basket in episode one, and then 
just kind of gave us whatever <laughs> in the subsequent episodes. <laughs> I just scrolled down to see the review. Um, the first not recommended review says, this show is totally fucking with us. The main girl is named Siesta. Siesta is Spanish for nap. And this show does nothing but put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so solidarity there. All right, so from here on out on my list, I think things are going to get really, really spicy. Um, and spicy in different ways, uh, specifically with this next one, which is My Life as Inukai-san's Dog. So this one's Ooh. probably not the most popular anime that I dropped, um, but this one is very specific. So I okay, let me preface this by saying I've seen some weird shit, right? Like I've seen some some weird anime. I've I've watched my sister, my writer. I watched Prison School. Like I'm I'm not shy when it comes to uh, anime that can really push the boundaries or be edgy as fuck. But my life as Inukai-san's dog, I think maybe found my limit <laughs> so <laughs> i've seen enough i'm satisfied yeah yeah basically i was like dio in that moment <laughs> so i i like i wanted to watch my life as inukai-san's dog just purely out of curiosity as to why this is such an absurd show but i couldn't get past episode one i watched one out of 12 episodes and just like carl said i pulled a dio and said I've seen enough. I'm satisfied. <laughs> that was it. I, I didn't need to see any more. I got the idea. Um, and the premise behind my life as Inukai-san's dog is that this guy dies and is reincarnated as what I assume to be a corgi. <laughs> it kind of looks like a corgi whose name is Pochta, like Pochta from Chainsaw Man. I, I don't mm. think there's any direct correlation this there. Like it's just the, funny that they were both named Pochta. The discount Pochta. Yeah. So I'm going to assume it's a corgi. I'm not entirely sure. I'm a little upset if it is a corgi, but uh, he's reincarnated into this corgi. And for anyone who's not familiar, we have a corgi, so that's why corgis are very special to us. Um, he's reincarnated as what I assume to be a corgi, and I'm like, that's cute. And the corgi's name is Pochta. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's cute. And then he gets adopted by his crush, Inukai. Um, and I'm like, that's cool. This seems like it'll be spicy, right? Like, it's it's an etchy. There's going to be some interesting scenes. Like, maybe he sees her, you know, get dressed for school or whatever because he can just be in her room. Um, and I, I figured, like, he would watch but not pursue because he's a dog now. But then it's like she's pursuing the dog it's okay this sounds like really weird but essentially mm. in the first episode she starts like she start okay i'm just gonna say it. she starts tonguing his nose and like <laughs> like eating it and i'm while they're in the bath together and i'm just like i've seen it up i'm satisfied <laughs> like, like a... i just i couldn't after that i'm like okay i get where this <laughs> is going right, i'm out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that that's what that is and then just to make sure i wasn't missing out on anything and and that I was certain I wanted to drop this this uh, show. I was reading, I think, um, like the discussion thread on Reddit for our anime, and everyone was saying, "Yeah, the first episode doesn't even come close to how weird the show gets." And I was like, "Okay, for sure, I'm going to drop this one. I'm that okay not more seeing like anything a challenge, else." Though. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, how much can you endure of this? Show? Yeah, and how much of a story can there really be here? Like, where could this romance go if it's a dog? And I don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> hence, why I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> you you didn't watch this, but I think you watched 
a like a, a, a video that Gigguk had about Inukai-san's dog, right? Yeah. We watched it together, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And it, it was also like him commenting on how degenerative this series is. How absurd is. it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. There's still a small part of me that's like curious enough to want to finish it or at least watch a few more episodes to see how much worse it can get. But then I think to myself, will that really better my life in any way? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good. Like it's it's okay. Well, going in a completely opposite direction with my next dropped anime, I have Orbital Children, and I'm not entirely sure exactly why I dropped this show. Uh, but I think it might have to do with its setting because unless it's Star Wars. Things in space don't excite me. What about Space Dandy? Uh, yeah, that was okay. And then yeah, what about Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop? Be- okay, yeah, I guess there <laughs> <laughs> there are a few other exceptions to this rule, but in general, I I don't think I I don't know like space and the Final Frontier are things that don't interest me, unless there's like a peppering of action and space opera <laughs> mixed into that. Um. Yeah, I think it, I think for this show, it just I might have not been in the right mood to watch it, honestly, and that's probably why I dropped it. Because I'm looking at the the themes that it kind of covers by re- just reading this Wikipedia article. Uh, the themes surrounding like artificial intelligence, which I know are significantly relevant in today's age, and especially this year with the advent of things like chat GPT. So I feel like I might need to merit this with a second rewatch, but I just remember the first episode, the pacing was just a little too slow for me. And maybe it was also just the animation style too. Kind of similar in this minimalist visual aesthetic to Sunny Boy, but I'll admit Orbital Children was a lot more colorful, at least. Um, but you finished this one, right? I only did, or I only watched one out of six episodes. Yes, I finished it, and I gave it a six out of ten because it's just, it's fine. Like, it was okay. And I, honestly, if you're wondering if you need to watch this one, it's a short commitment, right, because it's only six episodes. But at the same time, I'm like, you don't have to watch it. It really mm. didn't offer much. Like, it was, it was an interesting story. It, it was fine. Like, that's really what I feel about it. Like, it's it's not a bad watch by any means, but it didn't leave me, like, feeling any type of way. I was just like, okay, that's that's Orbital Children. Okay. Um, and I think that this show tried to do something interesting with its, with its premise and just didn't, like, it didn't pan out that way. Like, they were setting up for something interesting. It's a complete story for the most part. Um, but I just, I don't think they really, maybe six episodes wasn't enough to try and do mm. what they were, to do what they were trying to do with the orbital children. So I guess in that sense, this wouldn't necessarily be worth the rewatch then? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think you'd like it at the end of the day. And I was pretty lukewarm about it. But again, it's it's only six episodes. If you wanted to just power through it, that's fine. The only reason I got through it is because I watched it on two times speed. Oh, <laughs> so shit. six okay. episodes, I still had to watch it on two times speed. Well, I, I will say 
that my propensity to rewatch the show is a lot higher than my likelihood of watching Inukai-san's dog. So (laughs) there is that. All right, let's keep upping the the spice factor on my list. Next I have, which is no surprise if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now. um, Next I have Naruto. I dropped Naruto. Like I just, I did. And this was way back in the day. So truthfully, I don't really remember like what specifically got me to drop Naruto but I only watched seven out of 220 episodes. See, this is why I can't make the commitment to finishing a show that gets voted on by our listeners because what if everyone Mm. fucking votes for Naruto and I have to commit to 220 episodes? I will never finish it. I mean, maybe I probably will if I enjoy it, if I give it another try, Um, but it's going to take an eternity (laughs) given everything that we've got going on. I can barely get past 20 episodes of Bleach at this point, and that has like 300 plus episodes. (laughs) But anyway, with Naruto, like I said, I watched it a long time ago. I I watched Naruto back in the day when like I was a kid and Naruto was all the rage um, and people fucking loved it. It was one of the big three. I was like, shit, let's go. I read, so I, I for a little while, I was into Shonen Jump. Yes, I actually read manga for a tiny, tiny bit um, when I was a kid because I was trying to get into manga. I was trying to see what it was all about. Someone recommended Shonen Jump. Naruto was running in that, so I was reading it. And I was like, okay, like it's, it's, it's good, I guess, but I couldn't get into manga, so I stopped reading Shonen Jump. So then I was like, oh, well, there's an anime version. I'll try the anime version. And from what I can remember, I just couldn't get into naruto i don't know if it was just too like adventure of the week for me which i don't even know if that's how naruto plays out i'm pretty sure it's not like that or if it had a lot of filler which seven episodes in i would hope that it doesn't have a lot of filler i'm just trying to like grasp at straws here with with pulling you know something from the deep recesses of my memory as to why I dropped Naruto so this one's hard for me to explain um but in general like I just I've never been into Naruto even after reading the manga and watching the anime I've never gotten into it um but I I could see myself many many years later finally trying to give another a chance like just you know as as a an anime fan just wanting to understand why Naruto has such a diehard following I don't know was it the fans who put on the Naruto oh, headbands? I mean, and that was annoying as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All of the the cosplayers, the, the Naruto cosplayers um, at anime conventions, and to your point, the people outside of anime conventions who um, lived and breathed Naruto, maybe that put me off of it. I could see that very much being the case. Well, I haven't watched Naruto, and so thankfully it's not on my drop list, so no one's going to vote for me to watch this <laughs> what 200-plus episode series. Um, I mean, for me, I, I feel like it's, it's funny because I know enough about Naruto already through our friends and especially through <laughs> I've added some of their openings to our Spotify playlist like uh, Silhouette from Kanabun. And the Aoi, <laughs> the Bluebird, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Which is a really good song. Yeah. And, you know, I think through memes and just the internet, knowing stuff like the Hidden Leaf Village or 
the Hokage and Sasuke. I know I'm just throwing out random words right now. Yeah, those mean nothing to me yeah. either. <laughs> I mean, I have an inkling of like what significance each of those words have, but uh, I, I feel like I at some point I too just have to like buckle down and watch Naruto to really embrace that aspect of the anime community. Because yes, it, it's part of the big three. I know I haven't even dipped my toes into Bleach either, and who, God knows when we'll ever, if we'll ever go into One Piece. But I think it's just, it's a pillar in anime for a reason. And so that's why I have a a, a slight interest in wanting to watch the show. But again, it's more so just the time investment that detracts me from uh, getting too much into it right now. Yeah, again, I, I, if the timing was right, I could see myself trying or giving Naruto another try. Or if our listeners vote for it, then I will give it another try. Um, it's just, it's tough. Like, it's hard to, to commit to 220 episodes. And then there's like, what what's after that? Naruto Shippuden? Like, how many episodes is that shit? Let me look really quick. <laughs> it is fun. 500 episodes what the fuck okay well i mean to be fair i did blow through all of gintama including all the movies yeah like what 400 episodes yeah just (laughs) under 400 episodes plus the movies or something like that so i i could do it it would just be very very difficult but yeah to your point all i know about naruto is most of it is just through the community and all of the memes. Like I know that there's a a, a Gojo in it named Kakashi. <laughs> all right, yeah. And then uh, apparently the pink haired chick Sakura or whatever is like hated on for some reason. <laughs> and then people have tried to entice me to rewatch Naruto by saying that I would like Sasuke because he's a sundere, a male sundere, mm. and that's like my that's my jam. So the, I'm sure there are selling points to the show. Um, but yeah, back in the day, I, I read it, I watched it and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. For me, I'll just enjoy the piece of Naruto that is part of like the ramen that I order at a restaurant. (laughs) Well, last but not least, but I guess actually least on my dropped anime list. Um, (laughs) so this is the show that I'm hoping our listeners will vote on for me to rewatch just to make me suffer but at the same time it would just make me angry if i were to rewatch it that show is kanojo mo kanojo aka girlfriend girlfriend oh my god that fucking show that's right this show was an abomination and a curse placed upon man and it's probably i think that it's just fueled by its premise where it's the the male love interest has this girlfriend but then he meets another girl at school that he also wants to hook up with or like be in a relationship with so his compromise is just to date the both of them and that made absolutely no sense to me and it maybe it's just because i or society at large right now haven't fully accepted the conventions and i guess plausibilities of polyamorous relationships and that's what made the show a complete turnoff for me but it was also just that why wasn't the male love interest ever at fault in this show like for him to to make these decisions and 
decisions and then he tries to rationalize them and then the two female love interests just acquiesce to this that's i think that's what kind of pissed me off with uh, kanajo mo kanajo uh and this one i only watched three episodes uh yeah or no sorry i watched four episodes i'm surprised i watched four episodes of this out of 12 but i just got so angry at it that i dropped it after that you watched four episodes because I also watched four episodes and we were watching it together and then I decided to drop it as well. And to your point, I think the 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 straw that broke the camel's back for me was when I just had to accept the fact that all of the main characters are terrible people in their own right. Like none of them are redeemable yeah. <laughs> in in my mind. So if there's not even one character that I can like or get excited about, I just can't continue watching it yeah it was so annoying and the crazy part is it recently got confirmed for um, a second season yes so that kind of opens the door for me and my propensity to rewatch this plus i will admit the the op for the show was a banger yeah we have it on the spotify playlist so that was (laughs) the, the one redeeming quality about this show uh but in terms of like there being an open door to the series, I just think I now I've seen a lot of other shows with premises or I guess scenes there that are just as bad, if not worse, than what happens in Kanojo Mo Kanojo. Um, thinking most recently with uh, Kamikatsu from last season, uh, just how etchy and just how wacky and outrageous that show was even though i i found that sort of entertainment like funny here again it was just me getting my my blood was just boiling every time i watched each episode of the show so i don't know if i will be entertained in the same way that a show like kamikatsu was entertaining even though it was pretty much like a, a trashy shit show um but Knowing that there was enough buzz around the series to get it greenlit for a second season makes me think there's something, like a, a minuscule part of this show that makes it redeemable. You know it's crazy? Kanojo Mo Kanojo has a second season and Hunter Hunter doesn't. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is, what, what's up with that? God. So we didn't have any shared dropped anime. We didn't. And I have two more to go. So yeah, uh, I I thought about putting Kanojo Mo Kanojo on there, but there were some other ones that uh, I definitely wanted to include. Like this next one, which is going to take some explaining, and that is One Piece. Oh, so you did start One Piece. I did, but just like Naruto and and really just like Bleach 2. The only reason Bleach isn't on this list is because I picked it up again recently um, when you and I decided to start watching it together. Uh, So Bleach for a long time was on my drop list as well. And I think for Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece, the, the big three, I watched all of them and just couldn't get into any of them at the time. And so, yeah, it's the same with One Piece. I think I watched about six episodes out of the, uh, you know, infinity amount that there are. And I think (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like kind of a combination of it's rough to watch in the beginning because of the animation. Um, You know, just it was the animation of the time, the the production quality of the time. Um, But also 
just the animation style. And I've heard this a lot, that One Piece characters have a very unique look to them, and it's, it doesn't always appeal to everybody. And I think, at least back in the day, it didn't really appeal to me. Plus, knowing how many episodes there were at the time, and, and that number has only been growing since then, I was a bit overwhelmed. So I was like, well, okay, we'll, we'll see about One Piece. So I think I probably enjoyed One Piece better than Naruto, but still dropped One Piece for some like related and unrelated reasons. Now, with that said, I feel like I do want to watch One Piece. And again, if our listeners vote on this, then I'm going to have who knows how many fucking episodes to commit to, right? Like a thousand plus. Um, so I, I want to give it another try, but this one of all anime out there is the most daunting to try to commit to if you haven't already. Like, people who watched it back in the day, you're way fucking ahead. If I'm trying to pick it up now, holy shit, it's going to take me just as many years to catch up as it did for you guys to watch it as it was releasing. Wikipedia says its episode count is at 1,070. Oh, my God. We, I mean, I could <laughs> do the math right now of, like, how long it would take. If I watched one a day, it would take several years. Yeah, but, you know, that just hurts my head thinking about it. Um, you could just watch the the, the newly announced uh, live action One Piece that Netflix is coming out with. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a, a condensed version of the story, but I know that you don't enjoy live actions yeah how, how dare you <laughs> no i'm kidding i i've heard mixed feelings from one piece fans about how the trailer looks for the live action one piece i've um, actually heard good things from one piece fans yeah it's like if some people are a little bit suspicious of it and then others are like this actually looks pretty good like it looks way more promising than the cowboy bebop one for example um, so we'll yeah. see. But either way, I won't be watching it. <laughs> if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it properly. And I'm going to watch the anime. It's kind of like when people would, would say, oh, I watched Death Note. But it turns out to be the live action Death Note with oh. Light Turner versus the anime. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to touch the One Piece live action with a 10-foot pole um, after the, the bad taste in my mouth that Cowboy Bebop's live action left. Uh, but I guess to talk back... Or to, <laughs> to go back, back. <laughs> go back to One Piece, the anime. Um, obviously, I haven't dropped this, and it's not currently on my like plan to watch list. I think for the same reasons that a lot of people haven't watched One Piece is that the episode count is just so daunting. And I know there are sources out there on the internet that kind of tell you, like, these are the episodes that you should watch because they don't necessarily contain filler. Although our one friend Rob says that nothing in One Piece is really filler. Um, and I think, yeah, earlier today I actually saw something on, maybe it was Twitter or like Instagram. There's a website called One Pace where it touts itself as the definitive One Piece viewing experience where it'll kind of condense episodes um, into a shorter runtime. So it takes out like... There are scenes where characters are just like staring at each other and that just takes up a lot of time to watch. Um, but then they'll edit it in a way where it still, the episode still flows consistently and you get the gist of like what's important for the storyline in that particular episode. So it's cool that there are things like this out there that kind of 
help newcomers into One Piece to get into the show. But I think it's, for me personally, it's just better to experience something the way it was originally intended. And so watching One Piece, just like watching Naruto or Bleach, that's going to be a significantly huge time investment. And I don't think that's something that you or I can afford to do right now, but it's something that's at least on our plate. <laughs> Other people have mentioned, you know, using a, a filler guide um, to get through One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, other shows as well. And not, I guess, similar to you, but a little bit different. The completionist in me would feel wrong not watching it. Kind of like what you said, like you want to get the full experience um, of the show. I, I, would feel weird if I skipped anything. So I could watch the filler episodes at like two times speed so I could at least understand what each episode's about but not have to commit as long as if I were to watch it at regular speed. Because um, yeah, if I if I skipped filler, honestly, I would have FOMO. I'd be like, I'm missing out on something. And I, I'm probably not going to remember it at the end of the day, especially with over a thousand episodes. But I just want to watch everything. Like if I'm going to watch a show, I'm going to watch it in its entirety, just maybe at a faster speed than what was originally intended. And last on my dropped list, um, maybe this one's the spiciest of them all, it's Kaguya-sama Love is War. Ooh, you're going to get a lot of flack <laughs> for this. Yeah, and it's no secret. I've talked about this before on the podcast that I gave Kaguya-sama a try and dropped it after three episodes. Um, it just it wasn't for me. And I watched it when it first premiered. I was like, there's this buzz about Kaguya-sama. Everyone's talking about it. Let me give it a try. And then three episodes in, I was like, no, I'm good. And the reason was that I did not like the style in which Kaguya-sama is like, like the story is told. Because in those first three episodes, at least, it felt like there was just an assault on my my being the way the episodes <laughs> play out because it's like you got this narrator like yelling at you and there's like all of these like fast paced moments between the two main characters and the way I described it at the time it felt like you know those weebs who are just like super hyper all the time like they're just they're a lot <laughs> to handle or like not even weebs just like people who are like just like too energetic and like too hyper and you're just like whoa like back off or just like calm down bring it down 10 notches like you're just a lot to process you're a lot to handle that's how I felt about Kaguya-sama in those first three episodes and I think that's why I got turned off by it you've watched all of season one does that shit continue um <laughs> it's funny you say like the, the characters on the show are, are too much I don't really see it that way except for like Chica the pink haired uh, the pink-haired student. I don't like, know if it was the characters per se in those first three episodes, but more like the storytelling style. Yeah, I I think I can see that part where it's like there there's snippets or vignettes of Kaguya and Shirogane you know, trying to confess their love to each other, but it never plays out in the way that they had hoped. Uh, I can see that sort of being the aggressive part of this show. And I, I understand from your point of view why you wouldn't enjoy the way that the show is portraying this, I guess, growing, quote-unquote, growing relationship between the two characters. Uh, but 
yeah, it does continue throughout that, that first season. Although I enjoyed this show. Uh, I I found those snippets to be easier to to <laughs> to consume, no pun intended. Um, and I just thought the, the comedy aspect of it, especially with Chica, uh, I enjoyed that. People have told me that I, a lot of people have told me I should give another chance because I really enjoy romance and this last season that came out was like the one of the best romantic payoffs um, of like recent memory. And I believe it. I mean, the hype was real. I saw the Kaguya-sama hype um, with that, that last season that came out and it got me interested. I just, I don't know, like how long do I have to sit through the assault <laughs> before the romance is good enough to outweigh what's going on with my senses? I'm obviously exaggerating. I know it's not that bad. It just, maybe at the time I was just not into it because that's not what I wanted to watch. So this is another one where like I could consider giving another another try unless the listeners vote on it and force me to give it another try. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. So with that said, as we shared in the beginning of this episode, um, we're going to suggest one anime to each other that the other person should give another try, but ultimately leave the decision to our listeners that are on our Discord. So if you're not a member of our Discord and you'd like to vote, um, the link to join is in the description. And if that's not enough to entice you to join, I'm also going to post a picture of Rigby because as we're recording, um, our Corgi, whose name is Rigby, is like wedged in the corner. I'm like looking at him. He's like wedged in the corner, like laying upside down and his feet are against the door and he's just knocked the fuck out. <laughs> it's, I can't describe it. So I'm going to post a picture of him because he looks so funny right now. Yeah, he's not a very good producer. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be supervising our, our uh, podcast here, but usually oh, sleeps he, on the job. He just woke up. Oh, I think oh. he, he heard me criticizing him. Hi, <laughs> Rigby. Right. I'll stay in line, Rigby. So let's recap the anime that we have on our list for each other and for our listeners that want to vote and see you know what we have to rewatch. So um, I guess I'll start. My anime were Akebi Sailor Uniform, Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, My Life as Inukai-san's Dog, Naruto, One Piece, and Kaguya-sama, Love is War. My list was Combatants Will Be Dispatched, Sunny Boy, The Detective is Already Dead, Orbital Children, and Kanojomo Kanojo or Girlfriend Girlfriend. All right, so... Which anime on my list would you suggest that I give another chance? Uh, my gut is saying my life as you know, my son. Oh my dog, god! Because I would just love to see you suffer again. <laughs> but <laughs> I would say, I would say Kaguya-sama. I think that's worth another shot. Uh, like you said, I, I think it just wasn't the you weren't like in the right mindset to to watch the show and. I, I thought the show was great. I thought the comedy was great. I get how like the the storytelling and the way that its pace can be off-putting to some people. But I think if you can get past that, uh, there is a, a certain kind of magic that you can get from Kaguya-sama. Okay. That's, that's a fair suggestion. I kind of thought that might be one of the top um, anime to be suggested from your side. On my side, I also want to kind of make you sit through something that you wouldn't enjoy just for my own curiosity to hear 
how it all pans out, and that would be Kanal Jumbo Kanjo. Yes. But if I were to have like a more serious <laughs> suggestion, I think Orbital Children is, I guess, worth at least one watch. Again, low commitment because it's six episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a decently complete story from what I can recall. It's not the most mind blowing thing ever, but like it has it has a cohesive story. Like there's there's some interesting aspects to it, and I think the animation is really solid. So it's nice to look at. Um, again, I, I watched it at two times speed, so take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I think that one could be a solid option. Yeah, the, the six episode runtime is enticing. Um, I'll, I'll just have to get over space. Space. <laughs> <laughs> But we leave it at the listener's mercy, of course. Yes. So So, like we said, if you want to vote after this episode airs on which anime we should give another try to, head over to our Discord. We're probably going to put it in the Strictly Anime episode chat channel, Um, probably create a thread for it. That way we can keep track of the votes. I think we'll leave it up for several days. Um, we'll, we'll put the official number of days, or the, the official end date for voting um, in the Discord. But yeah, head over there, um, join the Discord. Again, links in the description if you're not a member already. And let us know which of the anime you want us, you want to force us to try again. Yeah, make us suffer. <laughs> And we'll keep you guys posted on which one our listeners um, on the Discord choose and how things are progressing um, or if we've already finished it, what our thoughts are, or if we dropped it again, why we dropped it, um, and we'll we'll take it from there, I guess. Yeah, can you drop shows twice on mail? Like <laughs> I know, you right? Can, you can Actually, rewatch shows. <laughs> I think you can, but like, I, I know for shows that I've rewatched to completion, there is a tracker for how many times you've right. rewatched it. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if you can like, Say you rewatched it, but still drop it again. (laughs) Double drop. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And thank you for sticking with us for 150 episodes. And we look forward to the next milestone of 200. We're going to do it. 200 is going to be here before we know it. And as always, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to force us to watch an anime. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries and tune into Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.